I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of the No Bad Food Podcast, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts or right here on the Upford Network. Some good friends, friends of mine, talk to them all the time. Some good friends on my show, who are they? Soon you'll know. Hello, welcome back to Some Good Friends, and thanks for coming back for another week. It is a big day today because I booked my vaccine appointment. By the time you are hearing this podcast, I will have had a needle stuck into my arm and something injected into me and I will be invincible after that. I can hug whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can go into people's houses again and maybe one day I'll go and do a shitty open mic at a a comedy place. And that's really what I'm looking forward to. Uh, But until then, all I have is this podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna do an episode. We're gonna talk to some my, some friends of mine. We got three of them because that's the law. Uh, no less, no more. Uh, let's talk to the first one, please. Welcome to the show, uh, my good friend Bruce DeGreenier. Welcome, Bruce. Hi, Stefan. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course. Uh, how are you still in Vermont? Oh yeah, I, born here. I intend to die here. Oh, okay. That it's it, and have you planned how you'll die in Vermont? Well, uh, it's between three things. Okay. I would expect if uh, if my family line is any indication, it'll be either a piece of tractor equipment rolling on top of me. Yeah. Uh, probably take a ski do just a little bit too fast down a hill and flip that sucker right on top mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Or uh, uh, some some a few of my relatives have gone through the ice at the ice shanty. Mm. And it come back up, so it's oh. probably going to be one of them tragedies, I would say. Wow. Okay. And and the other the first two tragedies, who who did that happen to in your in your? Network? Oh, uh, uh, oh, I, I mean, m- more than I can count. I oh. could get out my family tree, but there's definitely been like at least a half a dozen in each category. Wow. Uh, yeah. Did people in Vermont die of other things, or are those just kind of the main? Uh, I would say farm equipment, uh, uh, all, terrain, all terrain vehicles, yeah. and outdoor sports are probably the top three. And then it's like diabetes, heart mm. disease, yeah. et cetera. Those right? kind of lesser things. Yeah, lesser <laughs> medical concerns. Wow. I mean, I guess it's it's good to know. And good for you for still partaking in those hobbies. I know you're out there on the ski-do. I know you're out there ice fishing. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know the risks, but you're brave. Well, I mean, I ain't, I ain't here to pussyfoot around. You know, we only no. got a few years on this planet. And uh, this last year has been a stark reminder just how fragile the nature of life can be. Oh man, what kind of realizations have you had uh, in your time? Pen- oh well, time? I mean, you got a lot of time for reflecting when you you know you lose your employment during during a, a thing like this, you know. Right. And uh, I was I was actually my so my cousin Donnie Bouchard, he's got a ski do uh, uh, he's got a ski do <laughs> dealership, and he got okay. me a job. They had detailing ski doos. And uh, here's the thing, though. I was doing it without the consent of the owner. They'd have their skidoo come in and get mm. repaired, and I'd put some flames on it. Ah. 
And then, uh, and then, you know, when the guys showed up, I'd be like, hey, check out these six flames. You owe me 50 yeah. bucks. Oh, and you charge. Sometimes, <laughs> of course. Right. That's, you know, I mean, my Donnie said I could do it that way. So that's how I did yeah. it. And uh, that's the thing. Nobody wanted to, nobody really wanted to pay me for it. And then once the pandemic hit, he had to close the whole shop up. So I had to find another way to make money. Okay. So this was pre-pandemic. Right. And yeah. you and the, the reason you lost your job is because of pandemic. No other reasons. Uh... I mean, I tried to get Donnie to pay me, but mm. he said, no, you got to convince these people to pay you for the work you do. You can do whatever you want to the skidoos. Okay. Uh, but I just I, I couldn't. I, you know, Once in a while, some dumb flatlander would come up from Connecticut and they'd get their all terrain vehicle in there. I put flames on it and they'd feel bad for me and they'd throw me, you know, 20 bucks here and mm. there. But you can't, you know. You can't put gas in your uh, in your truck with just twenty bucks, uh, you know, for every dumb flatlander. No, that is absolutely. What is this term, flatlander? I'm not I'm not familiar with this particular oh, uh, uh, pejorative. Flatland is pretty much if you go. Uh, see, my family <laughs> would probably say anything uh, south of Montpelier is mm. flatlander. Uh, other people <laughs> might say Massachusetts is the state line there, but it's pretty much anybody who didn't grow up in my part of Vermont. So, uh, you know, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York. Oh, God, New York. Oh. Heaven forfend. So they'd come up, right? <laughs> they'd come up and they'd, and they'd uh, you know, they'd come up and do their stupid, uh, you know, they take their bikes and they got their, yeah. you know, their, their tight their tight spandex and they're going mm. all over the place on the kingdom trails. And, uh, and we're just trying to fleece them. Honestly, these dumb, oh, you wow. know, rich people out of Connecticut come up and try and get an outdoor experience. And we just try to fleece them as much as we can wow well i i mean that's a a bold thing to say i can assure you that no rich people listen to this podcast so you're not uh, you're not giving oh, away good. any secrets that's um, good that's i mean what a crazy lifestyle um so i mean during pandemic how, how have you been spending your time uh, oh um well i got this hunting camp uh up mm -hmm. to island pond and uh i i you know speaking of fleece in the flatlanders see <laughs> Uh, I decided, you know, they go, they're suckers for the authentic experience of Vermont, mm. right? The yeah. like rustic Vermont experience. So I started Airbnb and out my hunting camp. Mm. And uh, it is, uh, I mean, it's a, if, if you'll pardon my French, it's a shithole. All right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but they love it. The bigger the shithole, the more they love it. Right. So, uh, you know, it's pretty much just three planks for your for your uh, sleeping bag and an outhouse. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle there. But I, I'd charge, you know, three hundred dollars a night. Oh, my goodness. And they'd come up here and they'd, they'd be thrilled, pleased as punch. And I'd be hiding up in my duck blind. <laughs> oh, you're just kind of observing them as they. Well, that's where I live most of the time anyway. <laughs> I needed a place to sleep and they can't they don't usually look up and I'm nice and camouflaged up there. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And so yeah. you're just kind of living, you're cooking food up there. You're living your life. And yeah, I'm mostly eating jerky because if you're cooking mm. food, then they start to smell it. You got to be, right. you know, real stealthy up there because they need to feel like they're alone. Yeah. What's harder, uh, camouflaging yourself from ducks or from human beings? Oh, um, that's a good question. Oh, it's just you. a different, it's just a different methodology, you know, mm. like the ducks don't <laughs> care if I cook up there, right? They just care yeah. if that they see a pattern that looks like a person or a tree, mm. you know, but a person from Connecticut, you know, you got to be quiet. I, I don't know. It's just different. I can't shoot the people. That's the thing. No. People from Connecticut, can I, can I, <laughs> they can identify patterns? <laughs> they, I mean, 
Yeah. When they look up in a tree, they can generally tell if okay. I'm a person or a tree. Right. Yeah. Even if I do have my camouflage on. So what have you kind of learned from observing these uh, flatlanders, as you say, or God forbid, someone from New York? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's... Uh, you would think that if I spend all this time kind of a, as a, you know, a peeping Tom up in this tree watching these people <laughs> that I'd somehow develop some kind of deep sympathy for them, right? Mm, yeah. But I'm still judging them just as harsh, maybe even harsher mm. than before. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the, they, they've, they got their phones out. Uh, they're wandering all over camp trying to find mm. a signal and they're trying, God forbid, they don't even know. Like they're trying to find out, oh my gosh, is that a tick? Does it have Lyme disease? Oh, mm. I thought, think that bat might've touched my head. Do you think we need rabies shots? Well, I mean that without their Google, they're friggin' lost. Wow. Yeah, it sounds, and, and these, <laughs> are these things that you're kind of releasing like the ticks or the bats to make it more authentic? <laughs> You can see right through me, you know. Well, that, you're Stephane? you're fleecing them. You're fleecing them, baby. This isn't That's my first right. time talking to well, a scam here's artist. Well, the thing. I want to take their money, but I don't want them to come back. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. seems like a poor business model. <laughs> well, <laughs> there. Hey, there's more suckers than you know mm. in Connecticut. I just got to tap into that market, but I know I'm not looking to make repeat customers. You know, once the pandemic's over, I'm gonna go right back to putting flames on ski doos. Well, I do. I do know part of uh, a lot of the. I've I've been on your Airbnb page for your hunting cabin. I've, uh, oh yeah, I don't run that. My sister uh, Thelma Degrina, she's got a flip phone and she does all the reservations for me. I can definitely tell it's been written uh, with T nine. Uh, yeah. A lot of it doesn't make sense. Uh, a yeah. lot of words. I'm like, I know what word this is supposed to be, but it's something completely different. Right. Well, uh, she's. Uh, well, that's just my. That's that's Thelma. She's only got eight fingers, so it's hard for her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. On a flip phone, you definitely type with all your fingers, not just your thumbs. <laughs> no, but I mean, she only has eight. So oh, okay, no thumbs at all. No, no well, thumbs. How'd at you all. know? How'd you know it was her two thumbs? Uh, that's the only thing that makes sense for the for the story. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but well, I was, I, as I was me. saying, I was, I was reading the reviews, uh, mostly negative. Uh, right, right. I mean, a lot of compliments on the authenticity, a lot mm. of people talking about their current struggles with Lyme's disease, uh, <laughs> sure. and, and then a lot of shock, you know, constantly, every, almost every single review got back to the car, uh, Forrester was detailed, uh, Crosstrek was detailed, uh, <laughs> Tahoe was detailed, right. Right. uh, so I guess you're also providing the detailing service for their cars. Well, here's the thing. I let my cousin Donnie do the detailing on oh, my sweet. Airbnb's clients' cars. I figured tit for tat. You got to go mm -hmm. one way. So, no, that weren't me because if I came down out of the blind, they'd know it were me. So I got to have Donnie come in and do, I figure he'll let me do some ski doos. I'll let him do some Subarus. Right, and I know that your detailing skills are very good. Um, how are what? Donnie's detailing skills? Not as good. <laughs> okay. um, he The first day he showed up with some watercolors he got at the Rite Aid, and I mm. says, that ain't going to stay. <laughs> you know, we 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 help each other out, but you know, not everybody's got the skill set. So, and that and that does come up in the reviews. Uh, they say, I think they were trying to detail. They used watercolors. Now it's kind of like a pastoral landscape done in rust on yeah. the the hood of my car. <laughs> right. Uh, one star. Uh, place yeah. was not clean. No turn down service. Uh, right. I'll, right. You know, I'm going back to New York. Yeah, and that's that's what we want. We want to take their money and get them the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, so what else is the uh, the DeGrenier family up to? We talked about Thelma. Uh, right. Was Donnie related to you or not? I forget. 
Uh, Donnie's my cousin, yeah. Cousin, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. What kind of, I know every year, I, I would assume there's a big family reunion. Uh, is that oh. happening this summer? You know, yeah. Uh, un- uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, we did have a, a giant family reunion right at the absolute peak of the pandemic. Oh, no. Um, and it, w- it was raining, and so, of course, we had to have it indoors, and we well, did it course. in the VFW. <laughs> And, you know, so there's 150 uh, friggin' degreeners all packed into a VFW, just breathing on each other. Mm. And I says, you got to pay attention, you know, they're they're saying this thing's worse than the flu. And, of course, nobody believes me, but six of them are dead now. So who's laughing now? (laughs) You are kind of the the progressive voice in your family. You're the more uh, liberal yeah, I mean, if you listen, uh, if you want to call me progressive because for some crazy fucking reason we've decided to politicize public health in this country, then yeah, mm. call me a friggin' liberal progressive. But when it comes to take my gun away, no, thank you, sir. Yeah, I guess you're more of a that the second, the latter part libertarian, the first part uh, progressive. You know, I don't really like labels unless they're stuck on the side of skidoos. Mm. Yeah, for you to detail around. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Sometimes I put a decal on, and that's kind of a nice look, you know, like a oh. Calvin peeing on something. Oh, a classic, a classic. Yeah. What do you, yeah. what does Calvin, because usually you have to put a logo of what Calvin is peeing on that you don't like. Uh, right. So what do you put right. under the, the stream? Well, here's the thing. I got this decal that's basically just uh, a sticker of the states of Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York. <laughs> Okay, just disembodied just, from the country. Yep, and I slapped that right under the under the piss stream. Oh, that's wow! What a sick burn. Right, right. Uh, they Bruce. can't get it off either. It's I put super glue that shit right on. Oh, and I can't believe they don't pay you fifty dollars for that. <laughs> right, and then I ask them for money, and they say no. And they say the nerve. Some people, man, the nerve of some people. Yeah. Bruce, it's been great to talk to you. Please stick around. Uh, oh, I'm sure delighted. some of our other guests have been to Vermont or heard of Vermont or support Bernie Sanders. Uh, so we'll, we'll f- he's from Vermont, right? Oh, I, I never heard that name before. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I, no. I just would just think it's the thing that gets brought up. Is this oh. true? Uh, this is some trivia that I think is about Vermont. Tell me if this is true. Are, do they make the windows on an angle in Vermont on some Oh, houses? you're talking about which, uh, uh, which windows there? Yeah. Yeah, uh, in uh, farmhouses, there's a sideways window between the farmhouse and the barn, uh, way up high, and it's uh, turned on an angle, and we mm-hmm. call them witch windows, because in uh, olden times, they used to think, uh, like, a witch can't get into your house, because your broom won't go in sideways, or some shit like that, I believe. Mm. But, you know, you're really <laughs> testing the limits of my folklore knowledge of the state <laughs> of Vermont right now. <laughs> you're more of a modern. I don't. That's the only Vermont trivia I had, so you're, right, you're off the right. hook. For that one, uh, Bruce, great to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to introduce my next friend now. Uh, please welcome to the show, uh, Betty. Welcome, Betty. Oh, hi! Thanks for having me, Betty. You, you've kind of uh, lived in my house for a while. Yeah, um, I'm up here in the corner. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? You are a spider. Yes, I am. Yeah, I. Uh, oh well. <laughs> In a week. <laughs> you sound very dis- distraught. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, my children have left. I said, oh. I'm an empty nester. Mm. I mean, perhaps yesterday I found a good corpse of a butterfly that I implanted them on and they just consumed oh. and then they went, which is just the circle of life. Yeah. 
There's a corpse of a butterfly in my house? Oh, well, no longer. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for taking care of that. I really appreciate yeah, that. Well, I do a lot of important things in your house, Stefan. Oh, what else What else do you take care of? Oh, well, when's the last time you've seen a mosquito? Uh, oh, that's true. It's been a while. Were you around last yeah. summer? Yeah, that was me. No, I didn't see a single mosquito last summer. Right on. <laughs> that was me. Crazy! I was just—I was just making a net, making a web, just stringing along. You know, it comes from my butt. Of Next course. Thing I know, I'm <laughs> contemplating life's mysteries. Oh my goodness! What happens? You—you you gained I, sentience? Yeah, I said I was able to talk to you. Yeah. Remember? Remember the first thing I said to you? I said, "Hey, <laughs> turn that light off." I was like, "Who?" I was very shocked. I was like, yeah. my girlfriend is not in the room right now. Who is speaking to me? And, and I imagine she doesn't have a deep Southern American accent. Yeah, she's definitely not a Southern belle. Uh, so I was like, who is this? Uh, and it's very strict pandemic rules. No one's allowed to be in my house. So I was very afraid. And then I looked up in the corner and there you were. Yeah, uh, there it was. Just staring at you, blinking. And he said the rudest thing about all eight of my eyes. I'll remember that. Uh, it was such a blur. I was in shock. What did, what did I say? You said, oh, I, are you looking at me with those eight eyes? I feel yeah. very, <laughs> very self-conscious. I'm pretty sure spiders are supposed to have more. <laughs> no, I, no, I think uh, the rule for spiders is one eye per leg. <laughs> That's... <laughs> per leg, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's I I, yeah, I apologize. No. You know, sometimes you're confronted with something that seems uh, paranormal or out of the ordinary, and you you just you go to kind of a baser version of yourself. And I think that's what happened with me there. So I apologize for that. It's all right. I, I feel like I've I've dealt with a lot of aggressions, both macro and micro, in oh, my life. Sometimes people say, "Oh, well, your girlfriend." I'll tell you. I remember she saw me in the kitchen once, and she said, "Stefan." And yeah. I was fearing my life that yeah. day. And I, well, I, I came in and I said, oh, it's just Betty. She's cool. Uh, are things kind of cool between you and, and my girlfriend now? Or Yeah, we had a talk. Okay. It was a long talk. <laughs> yeah. It was a good talk. I think we both learned something about each other. I feel like I, I also have a lot of prejudice against humans that I've really had to work through in the mm. last few months of the pandemic. Yeah, well, you're seeing a lot more of us. Uh, what kind of pre prejudices are you overcoming? Or oh, well, I on? just assume most humans are just earth wreckers, you know? Mm. Like, uh, you guys are destroying our planet at an alarming rate. Yeah. Alarming. We are. Um, a lot of us. Some of us not on purpose, or we try not to. But, you know, I have to throw out Ziploc bags, too, just as much as the next person. Also, uh, you know... I can't think of a single one of my children that has built a nuclear bomb in their lifetime. <laughs> I can't think of one. Roger was close. He's a troublemaker. Oh, so are you as a as a sentient spider? Most spiders are not sentient. Yes. From my understanding, so are the children that you birthed unto this butterfly? Uh, are they all? Do they share your sentience? Is that passed down? I didn't. I never asked. I never asked. I just. Here's the thing about spider rearing. They, it might be foreign to you humans, but I just I lay them and I leave them. <laughs> they don't 
suckle on my spider titties for an eight-month period until they learn how to walk and talk. I just let them go. Yeah. Imagine, I, I've been to Vermont. You know how many fucking eggs are spermed everywhere there? Spermed everywhere? Spermed? Yeah, sometimes I leave them in bags and they just explode. Yeah, like well, some of my Airbnb guests have complained about giant sacks of spider eggs up to camp. I wonder if that was you. Probably. I've been around. I'm an old spider, if you can tell. <laughs> yeah, an old southern spider. <laughs> yeah, I've been alive for at least two years. That's old and spider. <laughs> wow. And in that time, you've been to Vermont. You've lived with me for almost all of the pandemic. Uh, and you were clearly born in the American South. Yeah, <laughs> I traveled. Yeah, how did how does traveling work for a for a spider? Oh, such very as easy for a spider. You just slip in on any sort of cargo, any sort. Oh, you know what's common? People love bringing their own fruit across borders. Isn't that mm. weird? <laughs> yeah. It's like that's my banana. Did you know in Australia you can't do that? You can't. They get real mad if you bring your own produce. Why? Spider. Did you get de- <laughs> did you get denied at Australian customs? Yeah, that was a rough time. I got all the way there. They sent me back. Oh Spent man! Spent a couple of months in Hawaii while I was waiting for a flight to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why Detroit? I, I mean, Hawaii seems like a great place to put oh, down roots. Yeah. Oh no. The thing is with Hawaii is that you were in competition with some real tough, mm. scary spiders. See, I'm just a, I'm just a lowly little 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 thing i just spin my webs I, i'm not a brown recluse mm. my cousin was your cousin never saw him he was reclusive <laughs> wow 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 that was that's great. what we a, a plus material for that one uh so i mean we did <laughs> we did hear a lot about your various travels uh didn't confirm were you born in the south i was in fact born in georgia Okay, a uh, Georgia peach, but you're a spider. Yeah, born uh, and, in a peach, actually. Oh, what? Have you seen the movie James and the Giant Peach? There was a spider in that peach. And that was, was it based on you? No, well, she was French. What was up with that? <laughs> oh, there's, there's no French spiders? <laughs> Have you never seen that movie? Okay, it, uh, I, listen, I've watched a lot of movies about spiders. I've been sort of, in my time upon gaining sentience, I've decided to consume... How humans portray spiders in media, and I've got some qualms. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're well, let's let's hear qualms, and then we can kind of go about the house rules for the Netflix password and <laughs> who can use it and who can't use it. Uh, but what are your qualms with the various spider films? Oh, number one, assuming when we bite you, you get powers. That's not mm. how it works. <laughs> I did try and get you to bite me for quite a while because I I did want powers. <laughs> It's true, and then I did, and then I, I shot a blank of venom. I'm sorry. Oh, that's that's okay. I, I forgive you. So spiders don't give you powers. Wait, no. if you had not shot a blank, would I have received powers? A mild tingling sensation due to paralysis into the bloodstream. I'm non-lethal, but oh. I can do a damage to a smaller being. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and what else does the media, the lamestream media, get wrong about spiders? Well, this is another qualm I also have with your girlfriend because she said, Betty, write me a message. And I am not Charlotte's Web, okay? I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. You don't know how to read? I don't. I just became sentient a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, so, so how do you manage to like? Were you planning to go to Australia, or it's just kind of how it happened? It's kind of. I mean, I I couldn't make heads or tails of the of the of the LAX um, uh, <laughs> airport. I tell you, I just kind of found like a local. I just found like I, I hid inside a little Pekingese cargo box. There was a little dog right there, a Pekingese, and I just yeah. I just zoomed up in the corner and I was just waiting where i was gonna go and then they found me and they sent me back wow okay so and how did you you i didn't realize la was part of your travels well it's very difficult to get to australia in the states usually you have to take a big direct flight yeah and that's usually out of LAX. yeah so you couldn't read you weren't sentient but you knew you had to get to an international airport like lax or o'hare <laughs> yeah. because every spider wants to get to australia Oh, I feel like uh, if you're worried about the competition in Hawaii, Australia is like the big leagues. Yeah, it really is. It's like the Hollywood of spiders. Because mm. every every fella you would ever want to ever meet there, any fella. Mark Webb, have you ever heard of him? He's a very famous spider. I, I have not heard uh, of a lot of uh, spider actors. I'm, I apologize. Uh, who, who else is oh. kind of the A-list of of spider celebrities in Australia. Oh, uh, what's his name? He was in an Avengers movie. <laughs> okay. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, we love him in the Spider World. Wait, Chris Chris Hemsworth. Is, oh, I thought. Okay, I he, thought he Mark really Webb. I thought Mark Webb. Wait, Chris Hemsworth is a spider. He looks so like spiders sitting on top of each other inside a man's suit. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I mean, Chris Hemsworth is probably my favorite Chris. Yeah, uh, it's everyone's favorite Chris. And is that because all the spiders in him? He's he's a bunch of spiders <laughs> in a human suit. <laughs> exactly it. I don't know. I hate to be spilling the tea in this podcast. Oh, I appreciate that's it. That's the truth in the spider kingdom. What what other famous uh, Hollywood it people are uh, are just spiders in a human suit? <laughs> this one will shock you. Cameron Diaz. No. <laughs> yeah, why is your leg is so long? Wow. I, it feels right now like I'm living a BuzzFeed article. Like, you won't believe which actors are spiders in a human suit. Number four will shock you, and it's Cameron Diaz. 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 <laughs> I'm really proud of one of my sons is actually a real famous actor in the Hollywood sphere. Oh, no way. Who's who? Oh, uh, what's his name? He's like uh, uh, Gold... Steve Goldblum? Is that what he's going by nowadays? <laughs> Are you talking about Jeff Goldblum? That's it. No, actually, I'm talking about Steve Goldblum. <laughs> Steve Goldblum? Okay, so Steve... Any relation to Jeff Goldblum? Or your son was Probably. just like... Okay. <laughs> set coordinator when Jeff did that fly movie and he became a fly. <laughs> he was the onset coordinator to, to be like, if he moves out of line, I'll eat him. Wow. I mean, this <laughs> this raises a question to me. Um, have you lived multiple lives? Because the fly <laughs> came out many, many years ago, and yet you are two years old, so is this in a previous life? Perhaps it was. In many ways, I the days and the number of husbands that I've eaten. So. Oh, okay. And how many husbands have you eaten? Oh, at least a dozen. <laughs> okay, so each husband you eat is, in your book, a day? Oh, a lifetime. A life. Oh, okay. So it's like a... Yeah, we have a fulfilling relationship. 
Of course. With each other. And, and, and then do I you, eat them. Do you feel guilt about eating them or? Yeah, no. It's, it's hard to explain because it's a spider thing. Mm. But it's just an instinct that we have. That we have. <laughs> I have to eat them after copulation. Um, I've never asked how they feel, unfortunately. So perhaps that's on me. See, I'm still learning. Wow. I mean, I I brought this up a I brought this up a couple ex episodes ago. I recently finished the novel uh Everything I Oh my god, why can't I remember the name of this fucking book? Uh Everything I Should Have Told You, I think. It's by Celeste Ng, and it's about the importance of communicating with your family and what it can lead to when you don't communicate. And I've really been telling people this could help you with your lives. And I think maybe for you, who doesn't communicate at all with your children or your husbands, this could be something useful for you. Yeah, maybe it could be. I, I feel a lot of my life has just been a cycle of, of, uh, of fornicating and then uh, uh, masticating and then uh, incubating. Mm. And perhaps maybe this is a way to break the cycle. Maybe I could be a Hollywood movie star. Wow, the the three aidings of life. Fornicating, masticating, incubating. Incubating. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, I think that's a pretty good uh, mantra to live your life by. I um, have it. You know how some people have eat, pray, love? That's what I have <laughs> in the corner of your house right now. Look up right there. Yeah, and again, we do I, we do have to have some kind of roommate meeting or something because the the Netflix password is just for us uh, human okay, residents. Well, then I'll start putting my webs up around the drain, and then you have to deal with the silverfish. <laughs> oh, okay, you can you can have the Netflix password. Uh, oh, right. I'm putting all I, you can't see, but all I have at least six legs up right now. Oh wow, okay that. Uh, Excellent. I'm glad you're, you're keeping our home safe from silverfish and mosquitoes, Betty. It's been uh, great to talk to you. Uh, and I hope that you travel down to Vermont one day again and help Bruce out with uh, scaring away fucking New Yorkers. Oh, um, I love scaring people, especially that. Oh, man, it's just a, it's a fun thing in the bug world. If you don't, or in the arachnid world, too, you should know what this <laughs> sort of shenanigans scorpions get up to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely can't wait. And I noticed that uh, in your travels all over the world, you did not list one flatlander state. So mm. that's a, you're all right in my book. Oh, I like to think I'm a humpback girl, but that's because I am just a thorax and an, and, and an abdomen. Did you just say you're not a you're a humpback girl? Yeah, because I it's because you can see I'm just I'm just I got the front bit and then the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back yeah. Is where shoot at when. Is 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 a humpbacker kind of the opposite of a flatlander? I assume. <laughs> I think we hey, all assume. Listen, don't rag on her. She's still learning how to read and write. That is that is true. <laughs> oh, Betty, great to talk to you. Please stick around. Uh, let's talk to my third friend of the evening. Uh, he's returning to the show. He's been on before. Really excited to hear what he's been up to. Please welcome back to the show, Tug Firestone. Welcome back, Tug. Stefan, bro. Bro, what is up? Oh my gosh, so much, so much. Oh, that's so, so last yeah. time we spoke, uh, <laughs> you were working for Elon and Grimes. Uh, there was yeah. some weird shit going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, the baby was floating around in the air. Grimes' eyes were glowing green. 
A lot um, of traveling <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, that talk yeah. that we had yeah. really drew my attention to some of the more unusual stuff that had been going on. I don't know if it was the microchip that they may or yeah. may not have implanted in my head or just, you know, a sort of quarantine executive assistant Stockholm syndrome. But mm. I hadn't realized really how unhealthy my lifestyle had gotten. Yeah. Sometimes it takes must. like a it takes and an outsider you to come. Really in. drew my attention yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I decided to move on, oh, uh, bring my talents elsewhere, and I'm happy to say I have a much healthier lifestyle now. Okay. Well, what are you? Uh, what are you doing for work? Well, I don't know if you've heard of this gentleman. He's known as uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, <laughs> working for him. No way. Working for him now. In oh yeah. Interesting. Okay, so uh, in a oh, yes. in a personal assistant role once again, or yeah, executive assistant to Mr. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Couldn't be happier. Wow, people. It's really, it's really night and day. Mm-hmm. People love The Rock. Seems like such a nice guy. Uh, before we move on yes. too much from Elon, uh, uh -huh. we we are recording this on uh, what's the date? May 9th. Uh, your former boss uh, hosted SNL last night, and I'm curious <laughs> if you watched. What did you think? Uh, I believe he dressed up as Wario at one point. Uh, Miley Cyrus was there. Uh, how does that make you, you know? Feel? Uh, I tuned in and it's just the darndest thing because I just started crying hysterically and I couldn't really see any of the sketches uh -huh. through the veil of tears. So uh, it was really a lot of like moaning and rocking on the floor. And then I think I blacked out for a while, but I'm sure the episode was great. The man's a genius, you know. Okay, so you still kind of have remnants of the Stockholm syndrome. Uh... There's, there's something there. Like, I do think I'm going to need to get a bit of therapy at some point. Maybe after the pandemic's over, you know. Yeah. I also think you should get someone to remove the microchip because uh, that's... <laughs> Are we sure there's a microchip? You know, I, I don't remember them putting it in. I just remember being a big needle and being in Elon's basement and uh, blacked out. And when I woke up, piece of my hair was shaved off. That could be anything. It could be anything, yes. But I think in this specific case, it was probably a microchip. But you've moved on. You're working for The Rock, Dwayne The Rock yes. Johnson. What yes. is so things? Here are the things I know about The Rock. Uh, yeah. He eats a lot of fish. And then he does a big cheat day where he eats like a thousand donuts. Oh, cheat day. That's a big one. Uh, I know that he's <laughs> active on Instagram. People want him to run for president. Um, yeah. So what's he what's he like? What's it like? He's just he's a very busy man. He he refers to himself and I imagine other people refer to him as the, the hardest working man in the room. Mm. And boy, if he isn't, you know, like he's just got so many irons in the fire. You know, he's got the wrestling. He's <laughs> running this XFL football league. Yeah. He's voicing Maui and Moana. He's got the weightlifting. He's doing Black Adam, which is a superhero movie. He just launched a new energy drink. Uh, so it's just really a mile a minute with this guy. And, and you know, that's really my speed. You, mm. you know, ever since John Molson School of Business, I am... Uh, you know, ready to give 110%. And he is really 
run it at 110%. Yeah. What a strange order to list his credits in. Um, <laughs> I, I am, um, I thought, I, I forget my question uh, that I was going to ask about that. Um, oh, right. It was, so he refers to himself as the hardest working man in the room. Often, yes. And as you know, my philosophy as an executive assistant is that, you know, if my uh, employer is working, then I'm working. If they're awake, then I'm awake. So mm -hmm. uh, it's been intense. Yeah, well, I do. I know also from following him on Instagram, he wakes up at an ungodly hour, like 3 a.m. He hits oh, the gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he insists that all of his staff follow a very rigorous gym regimen. So I've been, uh, I've, you know, I, I wasn't super into fitness when I was living in the Musk's Bates basement, but I've really yeah. rediscovered my body, become acquainted with the <laughs> iron paradise. And we, you know, DJ and I, we just get up at 4 a.m. Well, he, he wakes me up actually at four and we go just lifting and, and pushing wow. and sweating for a good two, three hours. And that's <sighs> fine. You know, I've, I've never been so, uh, you're looking fit. huge. You look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. And I, I would imagine it's very nice after all those years of kind of, uh, taking care of everything for Elon and Grimes and uh, fighter jet there that, uh, <laughs> it must be nice to have your boss wake you up. Yeah, uh, he's very insistent on, you know, that 4 a.m. start time. So he's just like, he's like a puppy. He's waking me up. He's nudging me out of bed even when I'm like, not again. My mm. muscles are screaming. My body no. is shutting down. You know, the things you say when you're joking with your boss. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just head to that iron pair. And, you know, sometimes... You know, he's got a full day of like filming or whatever, but he likes to get that second workout in after he gets home. So yeah. once again, once again, you're back in the gym, back in the gym, uh, <laughs> you know, sweating away. I do. I do see kind of behind you there on the table. You're in your your little place where you live at the Rocks house. I do see like an entire tray of sushi. Um, I'm wondering, is yeah. he also making you follow his diet? Listen, the cheat days are <laughs> sacred here in the Johnston residence, and he's got a very particular idea of what that means. Specifically, it means consuming 5,000 calories in a 45-minute yeah. period. Oh so I, I'm getting ready for cheat day here. It's, you know, <laughs> it's very high-quality sushi. Yeah, uh, of course. And so... Yeah. Uh, uh, does everyone have to follow this? Even his 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 wife, his children. His children are young. Are they taking they're, his five thousand calories? They're exempt, but just okay. really the entire household staff, the chauffeur, the security. Uh, every day, you know, every Saturday, we're just like, you know, cheat days coming tomorrow, and we're just thinking of strategies to cope. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Is that the is that whole uh, kind of way of life? Is that why you have like a giant tribal tattoo on your shoulder? Oh, there is that like a carbon that, copy of his. Yeah. That is a funny story because you know with with the Musks, uh, I never really felt like part of the family. In fact, I I can say it now. I lived in fear mm. of at least two of the three members of that family. Mm. 
it's not like that here at DJ's house. You know, we're all in the iron paradise together. <laughs> uh, we're all cheat, having our cheat days together. And once I woke up, this was before 4 a.m., the official wake up time. Mm-hmm. But like I woke up at like 3.15 and who was there at the foot of my bed? But DJ mm. singing me a Samoan lullaby and like wow. ever so gently just tattooing a Samoan tribal tattoo on my shoulder. It was it was <laughs> I was startled. I'm not gonna lie, but it was no, I... it was beautiful. You you were sleeping through the tattooing process. I, I didn't notice again. Like we have a workout until yeah. you know midnight, one a.m., and we get up at four. So I do sleep very deeply, and he was halfway done by the time I woke up. So I guess it is progress that it's kind of the reverse of what happened before with Elon. You there's a needle, and then you black out with the rock. <laughs> you're you're blacked out, and you wake up to the needle. You know, I didn't see it that way, but I just really feel like this is a much healthier lifestyle. Mm. Working out, uh, eating healthy. I think we're all jealous. Yeah. I wish I could uh, wake up to the rock non-consensually giving me a tattoo of his own tattoo. (laughs) Don't we all? Right. I'm 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 unaware of the works of the Mister Rock, but I imagine. (laughs) I imagine he's a very strong man. Oh, yes. And one time, uh, well, a movie called Hobbs and Shaw was playing. I, I peeped Stefan, just a single tear rolling down his cheek when he started talking about family. So I believe family is very important to him. Oh, maybe, indeed. Betty, maybe you don't need to read that Celeste Ang book about family because you've seen <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> the seminal piece on the importance of family. Uh, and it's true. I did uh, shed a single tear in that movie. Uh, I was very upset that it, uh, Jason Statham and Vanessa Kirby weren't the ones who were supposed to be dating. And it was The Rock and Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> they were, in fact, apparently siblings. They were, were only entirely, entirely plausibly aged siblings. Yeah, and they had way more chemistry than The Rock and Vanessa Kirby <laughs> did throughout the end of things. Anyway, that's neither here. Uh, Tug, don't let The Rock is he listening? Uh, no, I think he's doing his pre-workout workout, which I am exempt from. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I need to know what because uh, working out is a foreign concept to a, a band with eight legs. <laughs> um, my body is made for movement. Uh, what is your favorite new workout that, that you've uh, learned from the Mister Rock? Oh, uh, they're all, you know, I'm still working on the stamina that Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson demands. So they're all still quite painful. But uh, (laughs) I I guess, you know, squats are okay. They're good. Yeah. And, you know, you've got eight legs, so you could really benefit from doing a few squats there, I think. I could be squatting on two legs at all times, and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> that is true. You you could have monster calves because uh, you're just constantly squatting. Yeah, yes. I cannot grow muscle, though, because I am an exoskeleton animal. Oh. That means my bones are on the outside of my body. You know, yeah. in his next film, The Rock actually is in an exoskeleton, so I'm, we, I might have him talk to you. 
I can't wait to watch it. Oh, no, I want to marry The Rock. I can't. I could eat him. Are we sure that The Rock is not a spider? That's a good question. Not that I know of. That man, that man is all man, I can tell you. Rippling muscles everywhere. Not only all man, he is the hardest working all man. The hardest in, working in the man room. in the room. Uh, the whitest teeth. And does he say that? Does he say a... that too? He walks into the room. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, everyone, the hardest working man is here. The man with the whitest teeth is here. I am the Rock." He's got actually a whole list. Like the hardest working man in the room is just like the start of this kind of thing he recites every yeah. time he walks into any room or on and in- onto any film set. Yeah, can you it's smell? A little known fact. Can you smell what the Rock is cooking? Yeah, it finishes with that, obviously. It sounds like a lot of the banter between him and Jason Statham in most of the Fast movies, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a lot of bra- braggadocious machismo. Yeah. Stuff. A lot of things that are clearly written to be humorous, but when you hear it, you're like, but what is the joke? Uh, this kind of this kind of banter. Um, I just can't get over the fact that one of these days he's gonna walk in the room and it's gonna be a man who toils on the fields for twelve hours a day, and he's gonna have the audacity to say he works harder than that. Who is who is this? Find his match. You can't just go <laughs> in the room. That's a challenge. You're gonna find someone who works harder than you. Who is this man? And why is the Rock <laughs> having a meeting with this man? Well. Uh, Disclosure, that's how I got into Australia. I was going with him. What? <laughs> I thought you didn't know who The Rock was and that you didn't get into Australia. No, the hard working 12 hour oh. man who's not The Rock. I oh, okay. Said, I've met plenty of people who work hard, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> okay. Oh man, Tug, I'm I'm happy that you're happy. It it kind of sounds like you found your yourself in an, to me as an outsider. It sounds like you found yourself in another kind of controlling uh, dictatorship of celebrity worship. Is, um, is that why you're drinking a dozen eggs right now? <laughs> listen, listen, the late night workout is coming. I gotta prepare to eat this sushi. I've got one of the Rock's Zoa brand energy drinks. Yeah, he 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 has us keep them those drinks on us at all times my heart's just going like thousand beats a i can minute, see it beating through your time. your huge pectoral muscles but it's an honor to work for this man okay he's a genius he's a creative mastermind he's the hardest working man in the room okay oh, wow. well hun if you ever want to find another person that you can get blacked out and surrounded by needles i know a wasp's nest just down the street <laughs> <laughs> always looking for friends. You know, Betty, I'll keep that in mind. Wasps are always looking for personal assistance. It's something that's known <laughs> about their species. Yes, the wasp in general. Yeah, th- thanks for coming back on the show, Tug. Uh, it's thank- been a pleasure, yeah. Uh, what am I, I doing with my Oh my goodness, something to unpack next time you're on. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, we've run out of time to make any major changes. Um, But great to have you on. Bruce, thank you for being on, and Betty as well. Uh, Appreciate talking to you guys as always. Uh, We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after that. Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. 
Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcasts on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love. Well, I guess, Erica, it seems like you researched The Rock quite a bit before this. <laughs> I do yeah. follow him on Instagram also. Me too. Uh, and I absorb quite a lot of rock trivia that way. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think that a lot of his Instagram seems very performative? Yeah. Uh, do you think that he is a like a, a good, not a good person, but like a, a cool person? Like, would he be fun to hang out with? <sighs> it's hard to say. He just is... Seems like the type of guy would be on all the time, and it might yeah. be a little exhausting, even if you didn't force you to go work out with him at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing I do notice about his Instagram posts, uh, especially, like, anytime they announce, like, when he was doing Baywatch, uh, they would announce cast members, and uh, anytime it's a female cast member, he has, like, a form. It seems like a form that he fills out where he's, like, <laughs> announcing... Uh, who was in that, Alexandra Daddario. Uh, and he always goes uh, smart, strong, <laughs> and then beautiful. And it's always those three <laughs> things in that order to describe whatever the female co-star is. I haven't noticed that, but I'll pay attention. Yeah, maybe I pay too much attention to the- <laughs> How to closely the... have you been following The Rock's Instagram? <laughs> uh, nobody look at who I follow on Instagram because it's just The Rock. Because a while ago, Stefan. <laughs> You just have one person you're following. Yeah, I just follow The Rock. Uh, still, I refuse anyone who requests to follow me, uh, just in the hope that he's gonna he's gonna send me that request. Uh, Baywatch was terrible. It was not worth it. Uh, it was not great <laughs> at all. Not not Zach Efron's best work. Let's uh, say no, no. Um, Nathan, I want to know what what was the most Vermont stereotype about your stereotypical Vermonter <laughs> character? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess, oh, geez. I don't know. Like, I don't see, I think people have a lot of uh, perceptions about Vermont that are like more uh, quaint and bucolic, like mm-hmm, maple yeah. syrup and Ben and Jerry's yeah. and yes. uh, the aforementioned Bernie Sanders. But um, place I grew up is a very small little corner that uh, that is called the Northeast Kingdom, which was a moniker sure. that a, a used car salesman gave it in the 40s because it was like not doing so hot and he wanted mm. to make it seem like a kingdom. Okay. Uh, so that's the area we call the Northeast Kingdom is where I grew up. And it's, uh, you know, it's rural and it's uh, economically disadvantaged mm-hmm. and it's the woods. And um, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of hunting and fishing. And, you mm. know, I grew up with a lot of uh, bullies who were into a lot of things I wasn't into, put it that way. Yeah. So well, uh, let me, I think yeah. we might have some connection. I, I grew up in a, a suburban locale, but I went to high school in, in a very rural town and let me see if uh if this describes the uh, aforementioned bullies uh <laughs> fox racing jackets uh-huh. like the snowmobile like they walk in i it's almost like, threw the fox racing thing in uh when we were yeah. Like, yeah the jacket is always like like a bomber jacket it's like a yeah. little bit too short it has all the logo logos yeah. all over and when it's it. 20 below zero you've got it open you yeah, know, yeah. Open. yeah 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 this was a big a part of uh yeah, yeah, a lot of wardrobe. toxic masculinity yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> Good, just well, not good times. <laughs> times they <laughs> no, were times. Yeah, high school is high school is fun. Uh, I, I remember uh, when I was in 
I was like in an English class or something, and uh, <laughs> God, some some dumb idiot turned around in my class and said to me, like like straight into my face, "You walk to school or bring your lunch?" I, <laughs> what? I, that was the question. Do you walk to school or bring your lunch? And, and I looked at him and I said, uh, "Neither." And then he laughed like he got me. He was like, <laughs> and he like elbowed his buddy. And like, I asked him and he said, he said, neither. It was like, uh, I, I don't understand. I mean, uh, maybe yeah. he just was on a different level, just operating I mean, on a higher level than me. Kind of sounds like you were just a nerd. <laughs> I think I was. Yep. He yep. he picked up on that. And he, just, he got you. He pranked he you. He burned me. Good. Like, I had glasses and he burned me. Yeah. It feels like it's like one of those riddles. Like you like, yeah. <laughs> you're the, the, the split of the road. And what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you one day I'll be on my deathbed trying. Oh, I'm gonna solve this riddle. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Bridget, how do you? And again, I'm just gonna go with the most obvious question. How do you feel about spiders? Uh, I think I've grown to appreciate them. I don't have any true fear of them, like as opposed to I don't. Yeah, I feel like there's something like a true phobia, like actually mm. you have a reaction to, which for me is snakes. Mm. Um, but for spiders, I I simply let them be. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, how how do you feel about house centipedes? Uh, oh. I killed one the other day, so truly, I guess uh, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're I they're said, monstrous creatures. It's, the way I did it, in a weird, you know, when you think about it, the way I killed it was horrible because it was in the sink, and I was like, I'm not going in there with mm. no toilet paper, like smushing. Yeah, I'm gonna use water to try to flush it into <laughs> the sink itself. And, so, and it just would not because of the shape of the sink was like quite square. Mm. It's like a square, not a bowl. So there's no slide. They have a billion legs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And it's just, so here I am. I'm basically, and now I'm like, all right, I am just, uh, I am legit. Could, just ready to just drown it. I'm just going to throw some evidence to smite it with water and we're going to see what happens. And then it <laughs> did, it basically was like, I need a break. I'm tired of fighting this water. And then I let it drain and then it got stuck in the drain. So I had to like push the, the like, you know, the knobby thing that blocked it down. Yeah. To crush it. And then okay. it was stuck. And I'm just like, I would be the worst serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> the, a weird equivalency, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that in the end you did crush it with a drain because they do live in drains and flushing it down the drain would have done nothing to it. It would have just right? sprang right back out. So, right? so uh, that's just know. like its daily commute actually yeah. is getting flushed <laughs> down the drain. Yeah, it says it kisses its children goodbye. It's like, I'm off to work in the sink. <laughs> Comes out of the drain. Now I don't they're just so children. juicy. Like oh, when you disgusting. squish them, there's just yeah. so much. Ugh. Any bug with that. <laughs> With and, a crunch. Just, and you're like, you don't know if you can touch those legs because you're like, is it bite me? Which no. side is its body? It just reminds me of a lot. So like, um, I love paleontology. And one of the cool things about Canada is that we had the uh, very famous fossil collection called the Precambrian fossilization, mm -hmm. which is the first sign of uh, vertebrate life wow. on Earth. Hmm. So it's like millions of, you know, very old fossil collection. And it's like in the Rockies kind of area. Because like that once upon a time was under the water. That's why they're mountains. Because like it's the scoops and valleys of a of a giant ocean. That yeah, no flatlanders here. No flatlanders <laughs> there. No, no. And the water. Um, and so one of the earliest uh, animals or vertebrae, what, creatures on the planet they ever found, they call it hallucinogenia 
love the name. Only yeah. reason why I remember it. You're like, what? Is it a drug? Is it That's a great Pfizer? drag name. Right? Hallucinogenia. <laughs> um, and the best thing about it, for the longest time, this was like, I think in 2015, they just finally figured it out. They didn't know which was the front. Like, because oh. it looked like I said it's like a weird centipede yeah. kind of, it looks basically like a ball with spikes on it like it could be a dog play like this is like how weird it looks and they're like we don't know which side it poops uh, which is the recently, main concern of most paleontologists right where does it poop how does it poop where does the poop come from um, so these things always remind me of that for some reason so it's like yeah, hard awesome. to like hate them I think they're gross. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But also they're sort of like a shout out to the early life that we all evolved wow. from eventually. So have you seen the, um, the book that's, uh, it was an artist that draws dinosaurs. Dinotopia. Oh yeah. What's it called? Dinotopia. No, okay. the other, the one he draws, he draws, um, based cause you know, there's that whole thought exercise of like, if you didn't know what an elephant looked like and you just found its bones or a rabbit, yeah. or something, then, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily be able to piece together what it looked like. You wouldn't know what about the trunk on an elephant if you only found its skeleton. Yeah. So this guy like went and kind of created like what he imagined certain dinosaurs, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex might look like if it had feathers and had all these other yeah. appendages huh. and stuff. It's a really a fun, uh, it's, it's cool. a fun book. Because it makes you realize that our probably our thoughts about dinosaurs is that we think of them probably way skinnier than they actually were, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We, a lot we of them don't... had feathers and they honked instead of yeah. roared and like yeah. It's uh, so uh, I grew up in Alberta as a kid, and so the reason why I know about Precambrian is because they have this big dinosaur museum. Because um, in Alberta, the reason why they have so much oil is that when you realize oil is just basically dinosaur bones that have yeah been fermenting too long um and <laughs> a good, good case of alcoholized uh, dinos um uh and so uh they have this exhibit that they made in like the 70s so like when you walk into but they built over time like a more modernized part of this uh giant like dino museum and when you go into the definitely clearly late 70s, early 80s kind of aesthetic, <laughs> they have like the art, artist rendition of what they think that the fossil, like the dinos are being uh, supposed oh, to do. And it's yeah. so fun because it is like a technicolor dream world. <laughs> 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 the dinos are like bright red and green and lizard like and like, oh, oh there's gosh. blood. It's like nothing has feathers. Cool. And you're just like, this is so silly. Like it yeah. aged so poorly. Wow. Um, what a, what a tangent we went on from. Do you, you like, you like spiders? Uh, really great. Love it. Uh, love getting people who are passionate about subjects on the, on the show. Uh, let's do some plugs. Bridget, you're already in the hot seat. Uh, you have anything going on or anything you want to talk about at all? Uh, uh, I, I, uh, two things, I guess. Uh, I uh, have a podcast that I do with my friends uh, called The Rude Dudes. We're a pop culture talkie. We watch a lot of shit and then we talk about it. <laughs> and I mean literally bad. Like we originally were a Riverdale recap mm. show and then Riverdale got too bad for us. <laughs> we had to give up. We're uh, just finished season one and we took a little break, but we should be starting up season two in like June. Uh, the last thing we ended on was Winks, the Fate series, mm. and that was the worst thing ever because mm. that was my childhood just thrown into a garburator. Why is it British? I like don't know. Uh, right, same. I just stuck down a drain. Yeah. Drowned the water. Um, so 
So if you want to hear some hot takes uh, with my uh, other cohorts, that's great as well. Another podcast that I've been featured on a bit in the pandemic is, uh, oh no, why can't I remember? It's my my friend Paul JP podcast. It's the fan fiction uh, uh, competition. Oh no, now I can't remember the name and I don't know why. I'm <laughs> oh <so> boy. <laughs> it's very wow. fun. Uh, for any American listeners out there, I wrote a very, I, I, I guess we can just look up Paul JP. Hopefully that'll be, <laughs> that'll come up. <laughs> but I wrote a very horrific uh, Gritty X, Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers yeah, yeah. Um, mascot and Donald Trump during the election. Because um, if you didn't know, that election also affected Canada very poorly. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so... Wow. Uh, the story we've all been waiting to hear. Gritty, Gritty and Donald Trump. That's the ship that I've been shipping forever. Uh, it was it was a fun time. Yeah. It was the worst of times. Uh, awesome. Dan great. Kinson, I guess. Um. <laughs> great, great plugs. Uh, Erica, let's talk to you about uh, what you have going on or whatever. Um, I've been reading this great series of books called Game of Thrones. <laughs> never, never heard of it before. Yeah, I'm super late to the party, but mm-hmm. I still highly recommend them, specifically for pandemic reading. It's great mm. escapism, and there's like five, eight hundred page books, so yeah. you're gonna keep busy for a while. Nothing. Go makes, check it out. <laughs> nothing makes the pandemic better like a little bit of incest and violence. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of murder, yeah. and uh, mostly that actually. Did you watch the shows previously or? No, oh, so it's, uh, all it's my very you. first acquaintance with Game of Thrones. Oh, you win or you die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, what do you have to talk about? Um, uh, well, similar to Bridget, I have a pop culture kind of podcast that we are wrapping up season two of, and we are in the same boat, which is that uh, it is called Duct Tape and Paper Clips, and we are uh, uh, reviewing every episode of the original MacGyver television show from the <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. uh much much like Bridget we are in a position of being like can we can we do this can we do this for friggin five more seasons or do we have to it? Oh, um, so we may end up pivoting into some other kind of pop culture thing but for right now it's about MacGyver we're having a great time doing it I have some great guests all comedian guests um uh, my wife and I own Vermont Comedy Club, which is hopefully going to be launching uh, again in the fall when things are calmed down and a little safer. Yeah. Um, and in terms of uh, stuff I've been consuming lately, I ha- I have to recommend Call My Agent on Netflix. That's my yes. favorite show. Yes, yes, and yes, uh, yes. and a podcast called Valley Heat, which if you haven't heard from, uh, heard of it, uh, start from the beginning. That's all I'm going to tell you. It is a delight. Uh, okay. Those are my those are my plugs. Yeah, you always have good things to recommend on uh, on Instagram. I saw it's, you had Valley uh, Heat those, on there. I mean, I've been. <laughs> I was like yeah. going to make a list the other day of all the shows I've watched in the pandemic, and then I was like, that's going to be depressing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, too many things. Yeah, uh, you had Rutherford Falls on there, which I I've only watched it the first cute. one, but I, that was I liked cute. The we first just one. did that. We did the like do the trial of Peacock and binge Rutherford Falls yeah. and Girls Five Eva, and then cancel it. That's oh, did you? Did. I've been meaning to watch Girls Five Ever. Is it? Uh... It's it's like Tina Fey's shows are very similar in DNA, and they okay. get like slightly less good as they go along, mm. but they're always entertaining. You know uh, what I mean? One of so the Girls my... Five Ever is uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> what? <What's> that? <laughs> that's from Thirty Rock. She just brings the same. Right, cast. one of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Uh, thank you so much, Nathan, Erica, and Bridget, for being on the show tonight. Really appreciate so it. Uh, thank, thank you, you everyone, for listening. That's it. I got nothing to plug this week. Uh, 
I never have anything to plug. But uh, thank you for listening. This has been Some Good Friends. I'll talk to you <laughs> next time. Bye. Those were friends, good friends of mine. I talked to them.